This is a good sign you're, that we're already I'm giggling. Like, are you turning red because it's so of what stupid you're, and embarrassing. about what you're going to say? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this is a good sign that we're already laughing and giggling. Yeah. We're going to try and be mature about this okay. stuff. I'm going to try and be mature. I'm going to bring my most mature self. <laughs> I'm always mature, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hot in here. All right. Welcome to the Being Church Podcast, everyone. That's right. I hit record, Elisa. Oh, gosh. Okay, you guys, strap on your seatbelts. I am Tom. I'm, <laughs> I'm Tom. I'm Elisa. I'm Elizabeth. We have Elizabeth with us today. And uh, this week's episode is um, a special episode. It's timely because uh, the Catholic bishops in the United States... Um, well, not them, but the church in the United States is celebrating. I don't know if that's the celebrating right word. is yeah. a great word. Celebrating yeah. uh, NFP Awareness Week, Natural Family Planning Awareness Week. This is third week of July. That's what we celebrate this week. And so we decided it would be good to do an episode on natural family planning, uh, kind of what it is, what it isn't, a little more awareness about the subject because I think it gets confused a lot, For and sure. uh, I think people have misconceptions about it. And so, um, Elisa is a certified theology the body and structure in the diocese and um a mom and a wife uh and elizabeth is a certified i'm a certified practitioner of the creighton model fertility care system for natural family that's natural family planning yes it's it's a model so nfp is an umbrella term right Right. so natural family planning is an umbrella term and there are different methods of natural family planning that people can learn and i happen to uh teach a particular method exactly and so, I mean, these are two, we have two great resources here at St. Louis, at least two. Uh, Elizabeth and her husband, Peter, also help teach the marriage prep program. And this is what you guys. Yeah, we get the family life and fertility talk. Oh, Dude, that's okay, awesome. Yeah, this is, this is great. So we get, so, and it's so funny. So we get uh, evaluated. Every talk gets oh, yeah. evaluated in the oh, marriage really? prep process every yeah. time. And I will tell you, going through the comments over the course of the years that we've done this, we either get like, oh my goodness, you have changed our lives. This is amazing. To you are fear mongers and inaccurate and just horrible people. Wow. Yeah. So we get the gamut because this is a subject that touches on the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. It touches on our family in such a profound way. And People don't are sometimes not ready to kind of listen to an alternative. Sure. Well, and we're going to try and be super uh, careful and sensitive with how we present this topic today because we know it is. It's it's super it's super intimate to a lot of people, and um, there's always this idea that the church is trying to get in people's regulate people's bedrooms, right? And that's just not the case. So I think we should begin with the discussion of like what is. NFP. So I'm going to let you guys okay. take it away. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, natural family planning is kind of just what it says it is. It's just um, the natural way. This is not a Catholic only thing. Actually, when I, of course. I I'm a Creighton model also, um, we are a Creighton model. Oh, you're certified to? No, we, oh, okay. that's the that's method we use. Oh, oh okay. And so um, the my practitioner actually uh, that we learned it from, uh, we took it before we got married. Um so I could kind of know what was going sure. on. Yeah. Um, she was not Catholic. She did it strictly for health purposes. She it's just, the same with me. Right. She did yeah. not want to know. She didn't want to put things in her body that 
she didn't know like what the effects would be. So this was just the way for her. And yeah. so this is just the, you know, the natural way to monitor your fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not the rhythm. It's method. not the rhythm method. No, ma'am. That's, that's actually a little bit of a bad word around us. The yeah. rhythm method. Yeah. Because see, and I don't know what that is. So the rhythm method yeah. is say like the I'm not the only person in the world who doesn't know what it no, is. No, right? you're like not. You're not. Right. No, you're not. And in fact, if you were to go to at least as of like two years ago, the last time I did this, to womenshealth.gov, mm-hmm. you would see that under natural family planning, the only thing that they list in that is the rhythm method. Oh, okay. And so that's a problem yeah. for starters. But the rhythm method, just taking a step back, was kind of is what my parents practice. Right. And it is kind of the, the first pass at trying to understand women's cycles and the very variability in them. But it wasn't very scientifically robust. Oh, okay. It was more taking like you had like three to six months of your cycles and you kind of noticed like the start of your period, the end right. of your period. So it was, it was more like And then like you would do uh, a massing okay. and counting. Well, it's right. the mathematical calculation right. so sure. that you can say like, oh, okay, so from day 14 to day 23, that's when I'm fertile. So that's when we can't have intercourse. Right. Gotcha. If we're trying not to have a child. Right. Um, but, but in reality, you know, women's bodies, they're not all the same. Right. Uh, you know, we do right. not all have 28-day cycles. Right. Ladies, you all know this. We do not all ovulate on day 14. Right. We are all beautifully, wonderfully, sometimes frustratingly different. <laughs> yeah. Right. You yeah. know, some cycles can be any like 19 to 24 days. Mm-hmm. Some cycles can be 28 days. Yeah. Like my cycles can be 90 days. Yeah. So right. it just totally depends. There can be wild variation of cycles. Gotcha. Now, when I talk about cycles, what I'm talking about is the first day of the woman's period starts until the day before her next period starts. Okay. So that would be what we consider a menstrual cycle. Right. A little bit of education in there. That's good. Yeah, That's no, important. no, no. Yeah, so that'll be kind of some, you know, the terminology that we'll, we'll be using. But so, so um, natural family planning is just, is just really taking into account just the cyclic variations right. of a woman's days of fertility and a woman's days of infertility. So, so the rhythm method didn't really work because it didn't look like very scientifically at what was actually happening in someone's body. Yeah, it individually, just didn't account for right. those longer or shorter cycles. Right, right. exactly. And, and the so fact, people got pregnant and then people started hating on the rhythm Right, method. and then you get jokes like, hey, what do you call uh, people who practice NFP? Pregnant. Or parents. Oh, parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's just kind of. So yeah. So rhythm. The rhythm method is not is not an is is not what we is right is not what we. Except for the fact that w- most of the period tracking apps. Yeah. That you can get out there, um, if I'm correct, which I may not be, so don't quote me on this. Uh, they could be based on the rhythm method and nothing right. more than that because they're yeah. only tracking. <clears throat> you know day of your period right like what that it's really important to learn a method sure um and not kind of just this is not you know i am um notorious it for if i get like a pain somewhere to google it and how Mm -hmm. to how to deal with it yes so right i'm always dying i'm I'm a doctor yeah when i use the internet (laughs) Right. So, so NFP is just not one of those things that if you, it's just not one of the things you Google and not, um, talk, talk to a a person that has been certified to teach it. It's just not a good idea because it makes it really hard. 
Like there's books that you can get. You can learn different types of and of natural family planning through reading books. Um, but there's no support. Mm-mm. That's the one thing that drew both Peter and I to the Creighton model was because like the 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 learning that goes into that takes a, a year. And you're meeting with your practitioner mm. multiple times. So you get that support because then you as a couple can go in and say, okay, this is what we're seeing. What am I doing? And they ask questions and everything's standardized. So they ask the same questions and they ask them over and over again. That was one of the things is they, when we were learning, they asked the same question. They, it, they were so. Well, it's the control. It's like the it scientific right. control. Right. The, and that's, yeah. and for, for the Creighton the model. Right. Yeah. For the Creighton model, like that's one of the reasons why they have an abundance of scientific research. Mm. And that's the reason why everything is standardized. Mm. Right. You could learn that here in Austin, Texas, or go to countries in Africa who have embraced the Creighton model and are teaching it, Hmm. and it would be exactly the same. Hmm. Right. They're so diligent in making sure that you really understand what's going on. And I think outside of our Catholic faith, that's one of the most beautiful things about natural family planning is that you're getting to understand what's going on in your body um, and not only you, but your spouse. Right. right. So it's not this, it's not kind of heaped on the woman mm-hmm. to, hey, take care of that, kind of figure it out, please, so that, you know, whenever I'm ready or whenever both of us are ready, we can just go for it. Right. It, it really is this shared opportunity mm-hmm. to make fertility be uh, a, a couple thing. Yeah, you because share the responsibility. Technically, I mean, both are fertile. For t- right. right. Technically, yeah. if you're gonna if you're going to um, create life, you know, with God, um, the fertility aspect of it is um, both both right. of you. Right. And so, it's a shared burden in a right. sense, right. and blessing. Right. And blessing. and so burden, I meant blessing, burden in a positive no. way. No, no, no. It's all of that. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Let's be super clear. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes, sometimes yeah. it is. So, so that's the thing is that. Um, this is an opportunity for, for the man and the woman to, to take hold of their fertility together. And, uh, in fact, I have found that if, you know, different couples that I know, I have found that the more that the man is, is willing and ready to be involved, um, just kind of the easier it is for fertility to become something that is shared. Um, because a lot of times then women just feel just like with birth control, any, any kind of birth control method, uh, that is out there. Um, then, then a lot of times the woman feels like it's, all fertility, uh, you know, whether they pregnancy happens or doesn't happen, it's all it's on, on her. Right. So if you ask, you know, like let's say you get pregnant and you know it's it's not like the greatest news because like finances or whatever, sure. then you feel like, oh man, I I screwed up. Right. Or the opposite, if you're trying desperately to get pregnant and you don't get pregnant, like you get your period. Then that's also something that's devastating, and oftentimes the woman will put that on herself. Like, what's wrong with me? Right, right. exactly. Yeah, which is exactly helpful. You, you're right. And to take to take just a little step back, you know, we're talking about something that's shared. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, we teach when we teach the Creighton model, and when Peter and I teach our uh, family life and fertility class, is that it's really important to kind of understand the dynamic. So we know that men, you're always fertile. Mm-hmm. 
So from the day that you reach puberty until the day you die, you are continually producing sperm and you are fertile. Now, there's always some cases of some subfertility or infertility in men, but generally speaking, you're fertile. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for women, like women uh, are generally only fertile for a window of time Mm -hmm. during their cycle. Um, And so for the most times, they're infertile. But because men are always fertile and women are mostly infertile, when we're talking about a couple's shared fertility, the way the reason why NFP exists and we use it is because we're tracking the cyclic variations with the days of fertility and infertility within the female. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the important part for both men and women to realize is that you have to think about this as shared and yeah. together right. because you can't separate it. Right. Well, and it's interesting to me, like when you're when you're uh, considering a married life and you share finances and you share, you know, dreams of vacation and right. it's, a, it's a shared thing. Right. And so something as powerful as creating life, it's, to me, it, it is a, a wisdom aspect of the church to give us uh the the nudge to to really spend some time and discernment and care and thought and uh, energy sure. in 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 decision and discerning yeah. this now with all of that said it's not easy mm-hmm. i i that's one yeah, of the I've things heard you guys say this right, before, right yeah i think i wish I wish somebody early on when I was very starry-eyed, new person, um, newlywed woman, I wish somebody would have said, listen, 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 young buck. (laughs) This is not going to be like, oh, it's, you know, part of your faith. And Mm -hmm. your body, you know, you're not going to be putting, um, you know, pills every day. So there's this just... It is hard. Sure. I, I would say, I, I mean, I've never taken birth control, so I, I don't know. Um, but I would think that, you know, having to do something uh, every day or, you know, getting injections or whatever, I, I would think that there would be uh, some discomfort. Yeah, some hard parts to that. Um, but but definitely with NFP, it it, it is a – it is – Sometimes can be really, really difficult, and um, but it can also be uh, something that is very powerful. Sure. So, what's hard about it? Can I ask that? Sure. Okay. So, it totally depends on what perspective that you have. Okay. So, for and I can speak for Peter in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we struggled with infertility, mm-hmm. and so for us, practicing NFP while provided really the only hope and really is one of the big reasons why we have three miracles walking on this earth Mm -hmm. um, isn't easy because when you're focusing so much on, okay, I'm looking out for the signs, I'm paying attention, I'm really focused on this, I'm, I'm in my chart, I'm going to doctors who are trained, Mm-hmm. to understand what's happening, which is phenomenal. Um, and I get my period. And it's like cycle after cycle where you're like, oh, man, I thought we were at it. I thought we were going to get pregnant. And you don't. Mm-hmm. Like there's just 
there's that kind of emotionalism that takes place. Um, that's kind of hard to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, but that for us makes NFP hard is just knowing that we desire something so much, but to let go of that, we can do, we can do our part. And then God has to come in and do his part. Yeah. Uh, And being at peace with that. Well, and I think, I think that's just the key. The, The thing that makes it hard is that you are trusting God with something that your whole self tells you you should want you should have control over uh, like you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. my family size and when i uh have intercourse with my spouse right. that should be up to me right. that should not be up to anybody else uh even if it's god sure so um this idea that the church really asks us not to put a barrier any type of barrier uh in god's creative plan for Mm -hmm. our life Mm -hmm. that's really hard so if you're Mm -hmm. if you're struggling with infertility Mm -hmm. then it's really hard to trust that a loving god is a part of your plan and then uh uh, i wouldn't say that we struggled with hyper fertility but the molinas are just got a large clan we have a large clan and so um (laughs) nfp for us was all well and good until i told god um listen here i'm done done. i have two girls i have two boys and this is a fairy tale. So, um, and then, and then we got, uh, and then I said, you know, uh, this NFP thing has been good. I've got it on lockdown. I'm not really going to fill out charts. I'm not really going to, whatever. I'm, I know my I'm, body. Yeah, I'm eight years into this. I'm, you know, I've got it nine yeah. years into it. I've got it pretty good. And then wham, bam, uh, surprise, surprise Molina. <laughs> and I really, Jesus and I went toe to toe. Because I was like, this was not my plan. And yeah. he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This was not you signing up for this as long as it as long as it went hand in hand with what your plan for your life is. This is you and so that just in any in any case doing that to to God and saying, Hey right, God. Sure, sure. But with your fertility and because children are you know, it, they say children sanctify a marriage for a reason, <laughs> right? And there's finances to consider, oh, and yeah. there's especially there, if you work for the church, right? Right, yeah. exactly. So, so this idea, it it's NFP is hard, yeah, because you are giving God permission to upset your plans, yeah. So. Sorry, were you going to say it? No. I fully, just, like, I fully okay. agree. So Elizabeth and I are going to go out after this and just like. <laughs> Can I come though? I know I don't like this is lady conversation. But no, like, we're, just like like, we're, just, we're just like nodding at each other. Yes, yeah. sister. I'm with oh, you. yeah. I know. I'm with you in it. That's the experience I just don't have. Yeah. Um, okay. So if it's so hard, and I've heard more than just you two say this. There's a great article. I think it's by Katie Prejean McGrady. I'll link to it in the description. It's called uh, NFP stands for Not Freaking Practical. Right. It's tough. It's a great Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. I'll show it to you. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great. She basically just says what you guys are saying here. Um, I love honesty in the hard. Well, right. I mean, like, we have to be. Like, this is... Yeah, we have to be honest about this. Um, If it's so hard, and if it's like... If it flies in the face of everything that we hear in the culture, right? When it comes to... I mean, this is kind of... I'm not going to say it. But, like, giving someone else control is really... It's tough. And it's like, we're not really... We're not told we're not supposed to do that. If it's so hard, then why do you do it? And why 
Why is it a good thing to do? So I'll start. Please. Um, I was 27 when Peter and I, who were only married for about a year, mm-hmm. uh, when we took uh, an introductory class on the Creighton model. And before that, like I'm, yeah, I'm a scientifically trained person. Yeah, meteorologist. Um, and so I was very skeptical of nfp in general because all i'd ever heard of was the rhythm method yeah and we knew that it would probably be challenging for us to get pregnant knowing that i have something called polycystic ovarian syndrome Um, and so i have a bunch of little growths that happen on my ovaries and it makes it really hard to kind of like cycle properly hormones don't fire correctly all that kind of stuff um science um so we were encouraged to take a class and to just see what it was like. So we sat in this class in St. Dominic Catholic Church in San Francisco, California. Nice. In one of their parish meeting rooms. The basement. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Probably. Um, And I remember sitting there first in complete and utter awe Mm. of how my body worked. Mm -hmm. To look at microscopic images of cervical mucus and how... The properties change Mm. from when you're fertile to when you're not fertile. And to truly have an understanding of the biological processes that take place within a woman's body, I was first in awe. Yeah. And then I was pissed off. (laughs) I was so angry Mm -hmm. because I was a 27-year-old woman who was college educated. I was in my master's degree by that time, taking multiple women's health classes at a university. And I had never actually been taught how my body worked. Never. The Catholic Church at the forefront of science? What? Come on. That doesn't happen. It does all the time. It actually does. And From the beginning. And I, it was at that moment that both Peter and I were floored and we saw hope in for our family and so we're like we're all in yeah we are all in on this that's awesome and we used it and then like fast forward you know five or six years and there's always in the back of my head this like anger and this like desire to teach and i'm an educator at heart Mm -hmm. and so this information for me needs to be shouted from the rooftops like you yeah absolutely and that's why i became a practitioner yeah yeah is because like this we have to talk about it because it's so phenomenal. It's actually empowering. For sure. People say that this little pill is empowering, but true knowledge is so empowering. Totally. Right. Full understanding. I'm I, all about informed consent. You yeah. have to know what's going on. Right. Yeah, right. That's huge. Uh-huh. That's huge. And I think that's, that's you know, part of it for us has just been this uh, – this opportunity to grow in our marriage mm-hmm. for me not to feel alone in in um, in our marriage for me not to uh, carry the burden yeah. of of fertility on my own for for it has 
been a you know an opportunity for Junior and I to to just grow in um, in intimacy and and also just appreciation for you know um, when we can be intimate and mm-hmm. appreciation that we get to play uh, hold hands with God right. in this whole creation thing and also I've been you know when I. I had a stroke when I was 37, and when I did, one of the first three things they asked me to try to figure out why was, do you take birth control? And so that was a little... Hashtag sc- side effect. Right. It was a little scary for me. Mm-hmm. And and for me to be able to say, no, like that can't... That I'm 100% certain that you guys have to figure out what happened to me because that's not it. I've I've never put anything that has changed my body in my body. Mm. So I need you. So it's been so for every um everything that makes it hard, it's also very freeing. Yeah. There's something about just real quick what you mentioned, taking it to the theological level because that's what I do. It's something about being able to be a co-creator with God. Like you said, hold hands with God. Like whether we realize it or not, that goes to the very heart of who we are, the core of like who we are. We are the the kings and queens of creation. Like we're called to steward it. We're called to be fruitful and multiply. Like we we have responsibility in in keeping the world going. And so to to be able to take the position as co-creator, right? As a married couple, that's it's insane. hugely important. Right. Well, like I mean, just think about it. Like we are co-creators of actual people Correct. actual people Correct. grow yeah. right it, it's just it's insane and so that we have made it about um manipulating all aspects of it mm-hmm. so that it comes out the way that we want it you know in some countries you know they are creating a standard by which if you can count catch down syndrome right you know by this stage, like, let's just, let's just terminate the pregnancy. Right. Let's just, so, so, so it's a real slippery slope Mm -hmm. when we start deciding that we get to manipulate Mm -hmm. the variables so that the outcome is the way that we want it. Totally. And then I have Sam, you know, I have Sam stares at me in the face and says, had you gotten, well, he doesn't actually say this because he's like more, but had he, but had I gotten, what I wanted out of it, my plan, then then he would, he's literally God saying, my plan is better for you. Yeah. So, I mean, what am I going to say to that? Oh, no, wrong. (laughs) You know, my marriage is stronger. I have this other kid. Yeah. So like, it's really hard for me to be like, it's not worth it. Guys, it's not worth it. It's hard for me to say that. I, having known how hard it is Mm. having had those conversations with walking into Elizabeth's office and being like, girl, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, look at my chart. What can you make heads or tails? Oh yeah. We've talked. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Anybody knows who I'm an NFP practitioner. I always get the phone calls, the texts, the walks into my office. Hey, okay, this is going on. What, what do you is think this? is happening? Right. And I'm like, when was the last time you saw your practitioner? Yeah. You're like, yeah. go to the doctor. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, there, there are certain things, but sure. like, yeah. it, it's able to kind of be in relationship with your, the person who is there to support you. Right. Um, well, there's something so dignifying about it too, because just the fact that it is such a, like we were talking about before, like the questions are the same, right? The yeah. process is the same, but 
the couple is the variable, right? right? Like the, the, the fact that it is so personal, that it is so individual dignifies the science. It dignifies the process. It gives dignity to your fertility. Right. Which is so cool. It I is think it's cool. cool. I think it's I, cool. But I will say, I haven't done it, on, the, cool. on the practitioner level, I'm super, I'm super lucky to be in Austin, Texas, because mm-hmm. I will say I have family still who have never heard of the different models in their diocese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not the easiest thing. It's even if you want to do it. Right. Finding a practitioner. And finding the right system that works for you. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like works for the couple. I mean, we're, we're both Creighton folks because that's what we learned and that's what we've used. Sure. Right. Um, but there's other models out there that, you know, work for couples. Right. You know, you've got the symptothermal method, which um, is kind of looking at three different variables. So you're looking at your basal body temperature, cervical mucus, and then cervical position. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the there there's a few other methods that uh, the Austin Diocese kind of recommends. Um, that are mucus only, and that would be Creighton, that would be the Billings model, and that would be Family of the Americas. Mm. Um, and so, and see some of these. I and then yeah. these are all methods that you know you can find teachers here in Austin to help you learn. Yeah, which I think is extremely valuable. Right, and that there are doctors in town um, who are well-versed and trained in understanding women's fertility at its core. It is, it is though to be, because we're being super transparent and super honest. It is, it is a little bit of a privileged position Mm -hmm. to be like, Oh, well I'm going to, in order to, uh, handle my fertility with mm-hmm. my spouse. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that you're assuming here. You're assuming sure. that you a person has a spouse that right. is supportive, that if there is an unintended pregnancy that is going to, you know, there is yeah. some privilege that we're, let that me be very clear. The right. Clinic. right, right, right. So, so Elizabeth and I are speaking from a, a very privileged position of being able to say that these are the sure. things that we sought out um, because we had the resources to to, to, to go after them. Right. And also on the flip side of that, that's why we, that's why she teaches mm-hmm. the course. That's why this podcast was important because it should not be available. The knowledge that your fertility, um, is a, is oftentimes a gift and, um, and also can be understood through scientific methods, um, should not be something that only a, a few, uh, privileged people here. It, sure. it should be. It should be every. It should be especially. I'm not going to speak to outside of the church. Look at my voice is getting. I'm getting all kinds She's of. Getting pretty shit. I'm getting you feisty. Heard me earlier. But, getting yeah, feisty. I'm getting feisty. But uh, within our church, mm-hmm. this should not be for people who are privileged or educated or have the means or have whatever. Mm. Um, I should not ha- have friends that are in dioceses that are that are not as uh, financially stable as ours. I should not have them say, I don't know anything yeah. that you're talking about right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. No. And I mean, it needs to be, you learned when you were 27. Mm-hmm. I don't. 25? You were 25. Yeah. I mean, like, do you think it should be? An idea that's introduced earlier? 
to, to well, young kids. Well, I think not so, like the practices, right, of no, course. No, but, like but the, fact oh, the, the fertility awareness factor, and that's yeah. the thing that I love. Like um, Heather Calamaridis, who uh, the Calamaridis family uh, are parishioners here. Yeah. Um, Doctor Calamaridis, her husband is um, one of the doctors at the VT clinic, mm-hmm. and Heather works with the Austin Fertility Care Center, the same center that I worked with, mm-hmm. uh, which is a nonprofit. Um, and she teaches a course called Blossom. And this is really mm-hmm. a course designed for mothers to help have those conversations with their daughters. Yeah, that's, and that's strictly more exactly on right. fertility yeah. awareness and right. having that understanding. Right. Right. So and like and and taking it to the practical level and like okay, well, well, how do you how do you facilitate that conversation? And somebody say that's like my daughter's age. So Maggie is six, almost seven. So for us, like the conversation is very different, but I'm laying sure. the foundation oh, now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. to kind of have that like understanding of what or how her body is working. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it that aspect of it comes from the home. Um, and there are definitely ways and resources out there that can help equip parents to do that. But I also think it just starts with um, pastors and um, parishes really um, – you know, I was asked to give an NFP talk um, in Corn Hill yeah. because the pastor was just like, we're doing we're this is pro-life month. And so I want to hit all the things. Mm. Right. And so it it, it starts with, um, you know, people saying like, we need to offer this. P- people need to have the opportunity to come and ask questions in a in a setting that is um, not judgy not um scary and just you know uh is is honest and transparent Mm -hmm. um and i don't think i don't think we're doing that enough i don't i don't think the gift of somebody saying hey listen this is an option but it's gonna take like work and it's gonna take both of you right it's gonna take two people right who really really want to work on it for it to really bear the fruit of its design yeah I agree. I And yeah. And I mean, I'm 25 and work in the church, but I don't know the specifics about, because I shouldn't have to, right? Those are things that you learn in a relationship and, right. and you do that's, yeah, I think that's so important is that you, you learn how to do this with your spouse. Right. Um, yeah. The co-responsibility there is so important. It's right. so important. Right. right. And there's but just in the exposure, like everybody in but the you should church know that, exactly. you should that know it that exists. Right, right. right. And exactly. why, like why, why Jesus just wants to, to, to be a part of your family life. Yeah. And this right. is one of the biggest ways he does it. Yeah. Right. And it is such a natural biological way to, you know, like it, it embraces who we are, how we're right. created. Like, you said it in a city like Austin, where we're monitoring everything from essential oils to organic foods. Right, right. Like, why wouldn't we also be concerned about what else we're putting into our body to Correct. control our fertility? Right. I believe you called the city crunchy. It is crunchy. It's a very crunchy <laughs> city. Granola. It's a low granola, and so yeah, what? Yeah, let's let's. But I think that's the best. Think about I mean, that's it. the best way to talk about it. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, I don't know anything else. You no, guys are the I feel like did we like talk for an hour and a half? I no, felt like just a, lot. a half hour. Oh, oh, that's, that's not too good. bad. That's, that's not too that's bad. Good. We we could go on a lot of yeah. different strains. Right. I know. Well, we're going to get drinks after this. We're going to keep talking about yeah. it. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's right. That's no, I don't know about you, but I have to go get my kids at some point. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll wrap it up. So um, so thanks for listening. If you want more information about 
anything related to NFB, mm-hmm. you can either talk to Elisa or Elizabeth or go to one of these clinics in Austin. You guys want to absolutely throw those out what are they yeah so the the nfp only doctors in town that would be the vitae clinic um and also dr michael love um he's out of saint david's um he um he's fabulous he delivered all three of our kids and i can't and i've also been to the vitae clinic so i can't say enough wonderful things about them but the best resource if you're trying to find more information about just nfp in general and the different types of nfp you can learn go to the austin diocese their website. Yeah. Um, they've got like the the links uh, and all the people that you would contact for that. Um, but the if you're really interested in Creighton, then I would go to the Austin Fertility Care Center dot org. Right. Um, and if you're struggling, um, if you're if you've kind of taken this uh this path and you're struggling, I definitely would recommend having people in your life who uh, also that that has been a lifesaver in the years that we've done this is having, uh, women that I can call and, and be like, you know, I'm ready to, this is, I'm about to, yes, I'm about to burn my chart. Right. So have, have people that you can call. Don't, don't try to do this without a support system because you are going to have questions. You are going to be like, what, what's going on? And that's okay. Right. Yeah. And just know that you're, you're not alone out there. That's for sure. And if you have questions, if you're just trying to figure out like, how to navigate this world and making these decisions, then there's no reason why you shouldn't ask. Absolutely. Because there's people out there who are willing to answer. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Well, cool. Thank you guys for being on. This was awesome. Oh, yeah. This was really fun. It's made me very aware about NFP this week. You're like too aware. No, I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't get grossed out by this stuff. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. We would love for you to like and subscribe um, on whatever platform that you uh, use for your podcasts. Um, we are praying for you. Don't forget to leave a comment on the Facebook. Uh, anything goes, really. Just be nice. Just don't be mean. Don't be mean. Um, but seriously, it's good to start a conversation about these things. So we love you. We're praying for you. We'll see you next week. Go be church. Go be church.